Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with Thomas Frank Carr. T. Frank, are you ready for another week of talking Penn State football? Uh, It's what I do, so I'm ready whenever you are. Always ready. Before we get started, T. Frank, just want to announce that in partnership with Collegiate Athletic Travel, Keystone Sports is offering the opportunity to travel to the Auburn-Penn State football game in September. That's right. There's a charter flight. You get to stay at the team hotel transportation to and from the game, a nice tailgate set up at the stadium, got everything. Dustin and I will also be along for the trip. We'll be doing our podcast from down there. It'll be your chance to participate in one of our uh, our broadcasts. So that's something you really got to be looking forward to, right? Anyway, if you want to know more about this great trip, you could go to athletictravel.com or call 800-788-4414. We hope a lot of you choose to go to the game. We would love to see you. All right, T. Frank, a week ago we did our update on the recruiting class for 2023. This week I want to review the transfer portal, another, another place for acquisition of talent. First mm-hmm. of all, just in general, this is becoming a major portion of talent acquisition, is it not? Yeah, and it's becoming a pretty important piece of the puzzle for the upcoming season. I think a lot of times we, you should typically look at talent acquisition and, and recruiting as a long-term investment, kind of like your 401k. It'll pay big dividends if you continue to compound the talent there. But when it comes to the transfer portal, this is something you got to have immediately because you're solving problems created by actually the transfer portal uh, by finding veteran players that can come in and contribute either for one year, two years, or if you're lucky, like you get a guy leaving a program because of a coaching change, you might get somebody for maybe three. But these are veteran players to come in and play pretty immediately. So there it's not only is it a major part, it's a major part of the near future, which heightens the importance of it. You've got to be able to find guys in the portal that can fill the gaps created by misses in recruiting and also players leaving and, and your kind of depth players gutting out the middle of the roster. Well, let's take a look at the specifics for Penn state. Um, Penn State has already brought in a a couple players. They are not the teams like uh, we've seen Michigan State and I think Nebraska, teams that bring in like eight, nine, ten players. So far, Penn State has just brought in a couple. I want to take a look at those players specifically. First one is Mitchell Tinsley. This one uh, was pretty early on, seemed to come out of nowhere, and This is, I think, the kind of transfer portal guy you really like. Someone who's very talented, has already established that, but he's just looking to make the step up in competition. I didn't think of wide receiver as a position of need, but I'm pretty happy that they got this guy, uh, T. Frank. 
Yeah, so if you look at the talent at the position, there might not be an obvious need. But again, veteran talent, proven players at the receiver position, there isn't a lot of that. I mean, again, we don't know anything about Malik Mega. He's got 18 routes in his life that on film, maybe. That's not a lot of information. We know more about Keandre Lambert-Smith, but if you're expecting him to take a step in year three, it is still an unknown. It's still an unknown. If Even if you think he's going to be a player that does break out, it's better to have more. And when you looked at it that way, I thought they'd go with more of a veteran role player, somebody who probably filled a specific type of receiver. But Tinsley, I think, can be a, a, a little bit of everything. He can be a short receiver that can break tackles and get big yards. And he's also a guy that can get downfield and make big plays in the passing game. Um, by running good routes, getting open, and then running away from the defense. So a good, potentially great move in the transfer portal, and one that I think is going to help Sean Clifford, because going back to what I said, you know, he can break tackles. Penn State did not have enough of that last year. And that's an area where Parker Washington, his talent is pretty clear. He needs to capitalize on that and be more of a factor with the ball in his hands, because otherwise what happens is you get kind of... Um, a static passing game. You throw the ball, you catch the ball, the receiver falls down. And that puts more on the quarterback to continue to be accurate again and again over time, which most guys will make mistakes, you know, at the quarterback position. Not everyone's going to be truly exceptional. So having guys that can do that, I think that's a very valuable skill set. And bringing size and physicality to the boundary with that speed is another great thing that Tinsley does. Isn't there also a situation, positional circumstances here, too? At wide receiver, you could have three of these guys on the field at the same time. You could rotate these guys yeah. in and out, as opposed to some of these other positions where typically, say, at tight end, you have one guy on the field, maybe two. Wide receiver, you could go too deep. You could go five or six deep in wide receiver and get playing time for those guys. Sure. Uh, so playing time and targets are different, and I would I would make the differentiation there because you can also play three tight ends. You can play two running backs. Like That's the great part about skill positions is it can change year to year about what your strengths are, and if you're a good coordinator, you can use a lot of different body types to create problems for the defense. But when it comes to there's only one football, there's still only one football. And especially if you've got three deep at running back, you want to get everybody involved. That means everyone's going to have a diminished role. But we know that Penn State typically has a, a number one receiver, somebody who is the clear leader on offense, a number two, and then a bunch of guys fighting for the football. So that that is still going to be a part of the offense. But I think that one and two are secure. And that's a huge thing for this offense. So that three and four and five and whoever those other options are that show up every game and catch a critical third down pass or that get that big explosive play from Keandre Lambert-Smith or Malik Mega goes the distance, then those plays add up. They're not just they're not just one-off things. They're not a flash in the pan. You've got the depth and flexibility of your offense though, so that if the defense takes one guy away, there's always somebody that can make you pay. And then it is, it, you know, it's on the quarterback to find that guy with the football. What's been the talk this spring about Mitchell Tinsley? How's he fitting in? How's he performing? Pretty much what we talked about on the show from his film is what James Franklin and the coaching staff have talked about of this is a 
fully baked product. Like this is a fully formed receiver and he's a guy that's going to, you don't have any questions about how he plays on the football field because it's evident on film. It's evident in the way he practices and it's evident by the way he looks. Um, the one thing that James Franklin talked about this week that I thought was interesting was he said it's good for Tinsley, and I should say this is last week that he said this, it's good for Tinsley to come in and see some of the other testing metrics that he's being compared to in the Big Ten to show where he can improve. So I think they see more from him, more that he can be capable of as far as, and he mentioned specifically explosive metrics. So that's vertical leap, that's... 40 time, that's all of those things. So he's good on film. I think they think he can get better, and I tend to agree. I, I see a complete receiver in Mitchell Tinsley, and they just think that at Penn State, he can get bigger and stronger and faster, and having that barometer to know what it looks like to do that is what he's being compared to with the other guys on the roster. And I'd imagine he's the kind of guy who wants to improve, wants to get better, that's why he made the change from Western Kentucky yep. to Penn State. He wanted that increased level of competition and wanted the bar raised as far as expectation levels for himself also. The other uh, transfer portal incoming was Hunter Norzad. He hasn't arrived on campus yet. He's a an Ivy League product. He's coming in. Uh, a couple weeks ago, James Franklin pretty much announced his starting five on the offensive line, even the two deep, although there's not a lot yeah. of depth to even reach the two deep. The question becomes, where does Hunter Norzad fit in in that group, T. Frank? So right now, Sal Wormley is the right guard. Now the question is, and, and we don't know this because we don't get this information, is where he, where is he in his rehab process? I think next fall he can compete for the starting right guard job. Right now, I think he's got it by default because, as James Franklin said, we, there, there's not enough bodies. It's a real problem. And he even went as far as to say, you can get usually some run-on talent when you have your open tryouts, except for on the offensive line, because if if there was a guy that big that could play football and was that athletic, he would have already been, somebody would have already found him. He would not be wandering around Penn State's campus with untapped potential you know, being having to pay for a to go to Penn State. He would have a full ride if he was that good at football. So uh, that's the issue. And Franklin went on to say that we feel good about the, the situation in the fall, but right now we just have a numbers problem in the spring because of Norzad not being here. And another guy that they talk about very highly, Vega Yowane, the guard from uh, Washington, the state of Washington, both really physical run blockers, guys with big bodies and, and athletic. Norzad, I've seen him listed anywhere from 300 to 315. So he's a physical run blocker. He's going to be that right guard. Um, and the way James Franklin talks about it, again, he says, we're, we, we're, we feel good about the starting five in the fall, but right now, it, that's the depth problem. So what we're seeing here it may not be a full reflection of what we see later. But then Salim Wormley, this is very important for him and his rehab process to see where he is, what he can do, and physically where is he that he needs to improve so he can compete later in that in that right guard position. What are they going to do for the blue-white game, T. Frank? <laughs> Just thinking about that lack of depth. You need at least two Jim, how tall five, are you? Right? How, how, how long are your arms, Jim? 
<laughs> Not nearly long enough, T. Frank. Okay. Do you know any tall people that don't like uh, more of a more of a football player than a basketball player? What I'm saying is they may be taking like people like volunteers from the crowd to suit up. Uh, but they're, they're, you know, JB Nelson is a versatile lineman. I think the guys are just going to get a lot of work. Is part of it. Like you're going to get these guys as long as they don't get banged up. The guys that are on campus are going to get a lot of reps. So JB Nelson is going to be thrown into the fire. Nick Dawkins, whatever we you can find from the backups, those redshirt sophomores, Traore, Dawkins, uh, Achumba, and uh, Jimmy Christ, uh, those guys should be getting a lot of work because those are the ones you're going to lean on to develop at this point. But it's also good for the offense, which is in year two under uh, Mike Yersich, to get all of these kinks worked out, so there's a lot of reps to go around. That's a good thing, too. That is it for quarter number one, T. Frank. Stick around. We've got more Transfer Portal talk in quarter number two. Attention, Penn State alumni. Trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran need your support. Your alumni trustees have fought to debunk the free report and to honor Joe and Sue Paterno. And they led the charge on an unprecedented tuition freeze, saving students and their families thousands. Independent leadership for a better Penn State. Vote to re-elect alumni trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran. Voting begins Sunday, April 10th. Request your ballot at trustees.psu.edu. There's nothing better than following your favorite team on the road. Thanks to Collegiate Athletic Travel, you can get your chance this fall as the Nittany Lions fly south to face the Auburn Tigers. Take a non-stop charter flight from Harrisburg. Accommodation included. Not two hours away in Atlanta, but at the team hotel. Transportation to and from the game is also included, as well as a tailgate party at the stadium. Go to athletictravel.com or call 800-788-4414 for all the information. 